Welcome to the Digging Group. Dexter, New Blood Podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. This is Victor, and since he's not a reporter, he's a podcaster. I'm joined by my co-host, Colton. Freedom of Colton, the Freedom of the Podcast Press. <laughs> freedom of the Pod Press. Pod Press. Um, this this is episode 100 of Dexter. I don't think that means anything besides it's just literally the 100th episode. Yeah. H is for hero. I, I felt like I've gotten mixed results searching the interwebs of feelings about this episode. I personally, it is one of my... It, I think this is this was the best episode of the season thus far for me. Okay. Dealt more with like emotional stuff. Um, but I generally enjoyed this episode. Your Your overview... Of this episode, this fourth installment of New Blood, um, I still am putting the first episode as number one for this season so far, for me, just because of the way everything was brought in. I think it did a really good job. This is definitely a close second. It is, mm-hmm. it is right. It's the if, it's the only reason I'm not putting this above the first one is that it was because the first was the first episode. That's the only real reason. I think, um. You know, I, it'll be interesting to see how this, how this, uh, uh, how the, how much better or worse the episodes get as the as the season goes on. I something I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm losing. I'm losing my entire train of thought here. I'm thinking forty different things at one time. Um, you know what? <laughs> Let's just get into the episode, um, and, and we could talk about. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. To and maybe we can discuss this during the episode. Are you willing to throw in the towel <laughs> regarding? I just have to say what? something because it's gonna keep bugging me. I didn't realize the decks, the dead stuff in the background, like all the stuff that's on there, and I'm dying laughing because it's like Joni loves Dexter, said Joni loves Chachi. So all I can sit there and think of is Ben Stiller, Joni loves Chachi. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just have to get it out. I will that do what it. Is- <laughs> that's what it is. It's Josie loves Chachi. Okay, I'm done. I had to get That's it out funny. or else I was going to keep like laughing on the inside. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, am I willing to admit that um Kirk is possibly the killer? Yeah, he's possibly, but we haven't seen him kill anybody yet, so no. <laughs> well, not, not, no, not that he's the killer, but he is the Right, we didn't see him do it, but the I mean, I'm giving you an out. I'm giving you an out here. I will say this: um, we we were talking. The this is the first time we've talked off of the show in quite a while um, because we tried to. I've noticed we're like we're like okay, let's not discuss it. But I sent you a message just to kind of clear myself a little bit. I sent Victor a message. What was it? Two days ago, or something like that, where I. Noticed I was rewatching some of the episodes, some of the parts on it, because I had mentioned about the watch and that the shooter has a watch and it looks pretty much, I'd say, 100% the same thing. There is a little tiny scene that shows Kirk and he has the same watch. So, do I think that the shooter that is in that is Kirk? Absolutely. I think it is. Like, now I'm going, it is on it. I'm, I still. One of the things I had messaged you about, though, is when they're doing the embalming, 
I feel like I hear like some background sounds and it like again this could be me doing if you've seen Always Sunny to Philadelphia where Charlie's like smoking and he's got all this stuff going everywhere the red lines and stuff like that kind of like in this um, I still am not 100% gonna say that um, Olsen Twins dad is out of it though I still think that Mary Kate and Ashley's father is somehow involved um, yes I think the, the embalmer part we are unsure of but at the very least, I think it is absolutely the sniper is Kurt, yeah, yeah. Kurt Caldwell. Yeah, I'm gonna so uh, I, I'm gonna I, bring I up a you comment lunch. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring up a comment here because it, it's it's so funny. Um, I, I forget. I know his actual name. I just I can't go through the messages right here. But Seed of Chucky and he he actually he joined us here on 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 the chat a few times. He commented on my post from last week. Uh, um. Congrats to Colton because everything that you were you were thankful for last week, and this is why I just started laughing as you started talking. But damn, is he awful at awful at names? Almost <laughs> as bad as nine times seven. You <laughs> just called him Kirk. Did I really just call him Kirk instead of it, <laughs> yeah, Kirk? <laughs> if you want to see how like you're, you're, if you want to see how bad I really am at names. All of the listeners of the show just go watch Bootlegging a Boardwalk Empire podcast and find out how horrible I am with names. I, 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 when you making Kurt into Kirk is is like, yeah, it, it's it's just really funny because it's had me like, uh, what are we into this episode now? Um, five minutes and <laughs> you already got his name wrong. All right. I this was talking episode. earlier and I said Megan for my wife because her name's Meg, but her real name's Margaret. If you want to know how bad I am with names, holy oh shit. Oh, my God. And that's not going to be the first time that I've said that. She's not even going to be mad that I said it. That's the sad part. <laughs> <laughs> our our episode picks up with Deborah and Dexter trying to figure out why Kurt is lying. Uh Deb's, if you notice, Deb is wearing sort of here uh, her detective uniform almost. Mm-hmm. She's not in any, you know, she's 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 like as she was if she was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like how twisted and demented she is, just in terms of like she cuts out all all the bullshit when talking with Dex. Mm-hmm. Did you know who this other? Johnny character was because it was a little confusing to me at first, but then I realized what it was, who that was. The first time I, I I did watch this episode twice, I made it. I will say this is how good this episode is so far. I watched it last night and I did not fall asleep. So, <laughs> as we know, that's giving this the show credit right now. Um, <clears throat> when I watched it last night, I was like, "Who the fuck is Johnny? Like what?" What I didn't look it up. Like I said, I'm I'm being very like I don't want to look up stuff. I'm not I'm not looking up trivia, any of that. I watched it again about two or three hours ago, something like that. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, he's the leader of the native tribe, or he's the one that's yeah, kind of their spokesperson yeah. or something like that. Is that correct? Yeah, he was he was in the last episode helping them. I forget what what the actual um, tradition is, but when they went to go cremate the the deer. Yes. He's sort of there. Um, Which I was like, wait, how, why are they tying it to him? I was like, he has had such a minor. But now I'm, I'm right. curious, how, like, is he going to be more involved here in a little bit? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just like, I remember seeing, we saw this scene in the trailers and now actually seeing like, you know, what what it the whole thing was referenced to. Um, 
just something and it's like it's a you know we always talk about the callbacks and the little easter eggs they're doing i feel like this is what deb did i think i even had a post about it or showed it in a season eight um it just mm-hmm. deb used to always put everything on the floor and she always like worked on the floor um i thought it was a, a neat little thing there i think this episode um there's a lot of like we, we we really start to see Harrison's mm-hmm. memory start to get jogged. Yes, because you know he he starts calling uh, everyone his wrestling team is fuck nuggets, and you know that that's a a phrase Deb used, and you know this little scene about them talking about, and like Deb is sort of like a proud aunt in the background. Um, Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, I I I meant to look it up. I just I didn't have time. Where Dexter says, uh, "I'd rather put my face out, or rather put out a campfire, campfire with, with my, my face." face. I, I forget what episode it was. I was gonna say I don't. Go I ahead. didn't remember her saying that, but it sounds like a Debism. So, yeah, I think it's um. I can't remember. I okay. meant to look it up, and I'm sure someone in the chat will 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 call us. But I think this is like what starts. You know, Dexter, for the, I mean, for the first time, starts to quite, you know, hey, Harrison, what do you remember? You know, how much of Deb do you remember? Because, um, again, and we're going to see. Uh-huh. Jog, my memory, how old was Harrison at the end of season eight? Was he five? I think he was like six or seven. But they, they cheated because they did a time jump. There, there was a six-month time jump between season seven and season eight in the Dexter universe. But Harrison went from like, two years old to like six years old at the, at the very least okay I, um, I for some reason in my head i thought he was five okay he, i mean he could have been they, they never gave him an age but he was walking <laughs> talking and acting you know right like not not like a two-year-old <laughs> okay fair enough yeah fair enough yes um so picking up on what on the last episode kurt comes into i'm calling it iron lake metro I don't even know. I think it's just Iron Lake Police Department, but to keep with the uh, Miami theme, Iron Lake Metro. <laughs> it's got like a snowmobile dock. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt, which we all know he's lying, says Matt was in New York City and FaceTimed him just telling him he was alive, that he possibly could have been on a bender. And he was just reaching out to say hi. And, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are to believe Kurt is the one who's the sniper, mm-hmm. do we want to agree on, and we don't have to, do we want to agree on Kurt is lying about this and he never received this fa- this FaceTime? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with like what you said and with what Deb's um, at the beginning of this one is the reason he's saying this is he's wanting to get off the trail because they're, they may potentially come across something that he's involved in somehow um, to go towards him. Like, yeah, obviously Dexter doesn't know what he is or what he's doing. So we don't know Deb. Therefore Deb can't know, right? Because Deb's in his head. Um, but that would be, yeah, my assumption, the reasoning why, or it's a deep fake. And (laughs) (laughs) you know what, (laughs) you know what, it's, it's, it's something, 
Man, this is me going on a total tangent that has nothing to do with anything, but it's something I just wanted to get out of my system. I uh, do you have on your on your iPhone every Sunday? It gives you an update of how much you use your phone this week. God, yes. <laughs> I hate looking at that every Sunday. So every Sunday I look at it and I'm like, fuck, I got to do better this week. This is all going to tie into Dexter. I promise you. Okay. Every week I'm like, fuck, I have to do better at this. So- and every week it goes up. It goes up. And I'm so mad at myself. And I'll do stuff like I'll only use my iPad when I'm home and like not that's use my so phone much as better. If that's any better. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm eating I'm eating fat free ranch dressing with myself. You're salad, like the right? guy that like um, like drinks whiskey. Well at least I'm not an alcoholic like that beer drinker. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am on I'm on a diet, you know, uh menthol lights and uh Bud Light. Um so when I get bored at work or I'm just I'm on my phone too much, forget being bored at work, I'm just on my phone too much. I like I've spoken in the past, I browse the Dexter subreddit. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, there are so many and I'm prob I'm listen, I'm I'm probably one of the biggest offenders of this because I have a fucking podcast for me to talk my shit on. There are so many shitty, shitty hot takes about everything in this show. And every day I'm looking at it and and every time I'm like I'm upping my screen time reading this stupid fucking theory that, you know, Kurt is actually Dexter's father and stupid shit. Just the stupidest what? stuff ever. Oh, my God. No, I no, almost want to make- I, oh, I get on Reddit. Oh, my God. I I told you I, 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 I unfollowed it, but every once in a while I'll be like, something you may like, and it'll be Dexter, and I'll see it, and I'll be like, oh, shit. And I'll scroll past it like really quick because I did see the one that popped up. It was like, Logan's going to – isn't that the one cop, Logan? No, is it? Yeah. Logan, right? There was like, like Logan's definitely touched I'm as girls. Surprised, and I was I'm like, as surprised as you are. That I knew I'm that as name. surprised as you are that you got the name right. Yeah. <laughs> so the Larry the um, cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's Larry. Yeah, there was a post that, um, you know, in the post is it'll just say something like, "My my theory confirmed," and it's like Logan's a pedophile, and it's like, where where would you grab this? Someone actually posted that Logan. No, I, I have oh to stop. God. I have to stop reading the subreddit because it just gets it gets me angry and every once in a while and you could all go look through my profile i start fighting with people and i it, it's it's a losing battle it's fighting people in the internet right i mean we, we we've joked about it before that it's mm-hmm. a losing battle so all that to say it was definitely a deep fake that was facetiming kurt <laughs> and harrison knows what he's doing no in this episode, we get a little bit more into Molly Park, who is the podcaster who hosts Mary Fucking Kill. Is that supposed to be a take on Mary Fuck Kill? MFK? I think yeah. so. That's my guess behind it. But I, yeah, shitty name for a podcast, by the way. I'm going to I'm gonna just straight up be a <laughs> hater on it. Shitty name for a podcast. Um. I have actually I have something on the on the the true crime genre, but we'll get there. So what, wait, we you know, the same as thing. we see, she is she introduces that she has her podcast. Mm-hmm. Then Harrison is browsing her podcast in the gym by himself and comes across the Miami episode slash Trinity. She goes into it, and we see you know she's literally talking about Harrison. This is so fucked up. 
his last kill, he kills this which of perfect, all serial perfect okay, mother. Can mm-hmm. I go on a tangent really quick on this one? Because of I mean, I just did so sure. Of all of the serial killers, for you to name your podcast title episode Miami, you went with the Trinity Killer. The Trinity Killer killed all over the United States. So why would you call the episode named Miami? Wouldn't you call it named, I don't know, the Ice Truck Killer since he literally was only in Miami and they know of him? Or maybe, I don't fucking know, the Bay Harbor Butcher, which ended up being a cop that killed a bunch of people. Maybe name that one Miami. But no, you went with the Trinity Killer. Really? Okay, Tangent done. I just, I lost it on that. When I saw the name Miami and right below it, it said Son of Sam, but it said Son of Sam instead of New Jersey, New York or something like that. Right. Really pissed me off. Sorry. (laughs) I, no, no, I, I am not willing to end that. That's the only episode she did. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to get more, but then call it Trinity. Or so I don't know. Yeah. My whole thing was the name of the episode was Miami. That's like that's what right. I know. I'm 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 not trying to nitpick this show, and that's not a nitpick. That's more if let's believe this is really an episode, like a really a real podcast that's out there. I would have that exact same argument with that podcast, and that's why I wouldn't listen to that podcast. <laughs> that's so horrible. I I I I didn't give it two thoughts. I think there's going to be more episodes, and I think that's how we'll get closer to the Jim Lindsay thing but that's that's for later down the line mm-hmm. um, but more so I, I, I wonder you know p- part of the problem of doing this podcast and where we just as you the listener don't know anything else that's coming I question the motivation that this is what instigates Harrison to want to do this because I'm pretty sure he's known about this his entire life like he, we we don't we don't think he just learned about this, right? No, because I actually have that in my notes. Um, where is it at? Really quick. Uh, Harrison's already carrying a straight. This is like how I write my notes. I write, I write a lot of my notes and questions for some reason. But um, was Harrison already carrying this type of razor, and therefore does he already know who Trinity is, and has he used that razor before this attack? Like, that's one of my notes in this because something like you just randomly decided to buy a straight edge razor, like just because you listen to this one episode of this podcast and not even an hour later, there's a Amber Alert or whatever going on that doesn't that doesn't match even for this show, hypothetical, even like bad writing that doesn't that timeline's really not working at all. So I kind of think that he's used a razor before. Well, it, it's and it's a big. Why is he using a razor, Trinity? Right. So it's it's a whole. We are going to open up a whole conversation and never get to the actual episode if we, because I don't know what the answer is. You know, is this Fair was this the is this how it went down? Harrison saw that episode said, oh my God, I need to know what it feels like, bought a scalpel, or what do you call that? A straight edge? A straight edge razor. razor. blade? <clears throat> straight edge razor. Bought it and went to Ethan. Like, is that is that the timeline of how it went, or was this something Harrison always did? The way I, I perceive it is this is the first time Harrison has done this, just the way his reaction is, but is he also like Dexter that he could ultimately play the victim like he's done in the past and 
there and then it opens up that whole other whole other question of is Harrison the one who actually killed Hannah and he's lying about the cancer because if you're you know if you're on the side I I feel like I'm on the side of the fence of this is the first time he's done this and what this show is telling us thus far is the truth if you are believing that ha- this is not Harrison's first time you have a whole entire world of questions of where Harrison is so I just mm-hmm. feel like that right there is like its own I had you it, know and I had to choose to, your story and you could go into way two different right. paths well and unfortunately for me like I am that person because I'm sitting there like, well, did he kill Hannah? Like that, I that is going through my head in the watching this. Like, did he kill Hannah? Because we we, as far as we know of, she died from cancer. But then it's, well, he he man, he like really he went out, got a razor, he knew how to use it this well, and all of that. But then I also have to kind of come back and I'm like, okay, this is a ten episode season. This isn't fourteen episodes, fifteen episodes. This is ten episodes. I have to take into account what can they fit in in 10 episodes? Are we going to go down some crazy path? Are we going to not go down that path? And we're like what you're saying, we have to believe what the show is telling us. That's where I'm having to struggle on my end on it because I, in in my head, I don't think this is his first kill right now. I really don't. I think it's going to come out more that there has been other kills because, well, hold on. Let's. I just want to correct yeah, yeah. what you're saying. He didn't kill him. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This so was first, his uh, first, first attack, interaction. Attack, attack. First attack. 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 Um. So I actually sit on the other side of that. I think this is the. I think what the show told. I, I think there's another factor that we don't know about, but I do think it, it, it's a little strange, and I'm not as confident in thinking this, but it's a little strange. Molly Park shows up, he finds the episode, it triggers him. I'm assuming Harrison knew about his mother his whole life and that he got she killed by the got killed by the Trinity killer. So uh, I yeah, I'm I'm the opposite of you. I I'm believing what the show is telling me, but it doesn't exactly all add up. So I'm with you like you know, I'm not I was 100% confident on that's Kurt. I'm not as confident on this Harrison part. Um, but an interesting way in a very 2021 way for the show to show up, um, make it a little bit more modern. My quick take on true crime podcast. You are a true crime podcaster listener. No, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. I listen. I, 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 I yes, yes. Short answer. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I am not. Nope. And I always think about this exact scenario where what about the victim's families? And here you have the exact example Mm -hmm. of Molly saying how fucked up this kid is. And this kid is getting it fed into his fucking eardrums. Um, Maybe as the victim, he has to do better and (laughs) maybe not click play on when they're talking about killing your mother. Um, but I think that's why I never vibed with the true crime podcast genre. And I know that's like me saying, uh, I like sports. I just don't like soccer. Like soccer's international. Like, well, that's a bad example. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll, I'll put it this way. True crime podcast is huge. But go yeah, ahead. I'll put it this way. My biggest thing, like, you have the families of the victims in um, 
in pod in not in podcasting. I'm so sorry about that. You have uh, victims of the families of not just serial killers, but mass murders, um, events that have happened, spree killings, whatever you want to call different things and stuff like that. You do have those victims. And do I feel that they're being ex- exploited whenever it comes to true podcasting, true crime podcasting? I do. I actually do feel that way. And then another aspect of this that a lot of people don't even go into, and I can't remember off of the top of my head um, who it was that had to go through this, but it was a really like a horrible experience. But I, I want to say it was, if I remember right, fuck um, uh, John Wayne Gacy, you have their kids. A lot of serial killers have families, like they have wives, they have kids, you know, and they have to grow up knowing that their father did some extremely horrible shit out there. Like what is in this one where Ethan's family is like, you know, we're getting death threats, we're getting all of this stuff. And you have podcast people that are out there like, oh, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. You know, he did all of these horrible things and he had a family. How could they not know what they were doing? It's like, well, you don't fucking know what they were going through. They were manipulative, such as Trinity. You know, he's at home and he's at turns out he's this horrible person to his family and stuff like that. Um I, I say that as a hypocrite because I, I fucking consume that shit. Like, I really do. And it, it's, it, it, does, it, it leaves a very sour taste in my mouth. As, like I said, as a hypocrite that listens to it. So, um, Yeah, it, it's just other, you know, and if I, if I dig, if I dug further into this mindset, you know, do I, do I believe... <laughs> I'm really not trying to get political here, but it's like, oh, do you believe in human rights? Yes. Do I also have an iPhone that I just talked about? How much I use it? How many hours Nike, a day? iPhone. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exa- no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, if we just go yes. down the line, I, you know, I'll just have to be nude my entire life, and no one wants to see that. Hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's actually funny is um, that guy just said in the chat, and he's. He's crazy because he doesn't even know that he's actually listening to the podcast. He goes, I want to listen to a podcast created by an actual serial killer. And the entire podcast is just them nitpicking the killer's MO. Dude, I- we're serial killers. We fucking kill people every day. Yeah. Why do you think we watch the we- show? And we're nitpicking. We're like, it's, yeah, this is not really how when you, yeah. when you get that carotid. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. This is this is what. Yeah, this is why we do this. It's a shame we haven't been caught yet. Good luck, armchair detectives. <laughs> An alert goes out across Iron Lake and that the Iron Lake High School is shut down. Something I I think I've spoke about this already, but I want to bring it up again. And it's so funny how it happens. The idea, you know, you have a 10-episode series and you have to sell how is how integrated is Jim slash Dexter in this community and I like and we spoke about it like they show you how big how small the town is and they're just like there's people running to this is why everyone knows everyone yeah it's it's literally it looks like there's like a zombie attack because it's like everyone in town but you got to think about it's like everyone goes everyone probably goes to Iron Lake Elementary School they graduate they go to Iron Lake High School and then they go to Iron Lake College like just I just (laughs) I like how they solve the problem Without having to deal with all the extra bullshit mm-hmm. of just like, yep, this is why when the alert goes out, everyone in the store has to fucking jet because everyone's kid is at this mm-hmm. high school. And what the alert is that there was a scuffle between Ethan and Harrison. 
the way it's first told to us scuffle. is that scuffle seems to be underrating s- what happened. <laughs> <Just> scuffle, <laughs> a, a, a kerfuffle, um, a brouhaha, whatever, whichever one you want it to be. A knife, Ethan a asked knife me, Harrison. <laughs> a gunfight, a knife fight, whichever. Um, Ethan asked to meet Harrison, wanted to get revenge on the bullies. Harrison said there's a better way. Ethan swipes at Harrison. Harrison does the same. Is the way we are told the story. When I was watching this last night, I was so... And I really don't want to talk about it, but I'm just mm-hmm. speaking my feelings here. I just got Parkland, and maybe because it's 20 minutes from where I live, mm-hmm. I got Parkland school vibes. And just like how horrific, and I just started like going down this whole mental hole in my head of like, yeah, my baby is never leaving the room. He's not allowed out. He's not allowed to have friends. Because imagine the first friend he makes, it's an Ethan. Like, <laughs> how is he mm-hmm. ever going to make friends again? I just went down this mental hole, and I was like, oh my god, I had to rewind the episode. I was like, this is must be terrifying as a parent in I... high school. Like, god bless, God bless all you parents who have kids in high school. Because oh my. God, I can't imagine. I, I, I tell you, I, I went through it down this hole, and I was just like, I had to stop. I had to rewind the episode because I was getting so deep in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, later that day, Dexter and Harrison talk, and it's Dexter trying to connect with Harrison. You know, and Harrison just you know sort of says about how scared shit he was about what he was in, and mm-hmm. how, how do you deal with that stress afterwards? And you know, we know as the audience, Dexter has his killing ritual, but he obviously can't share that with Harrison. So it's here where you start to see the idea that Dexter is basically out of options of connecting with Harrison. Okay. Because, uh, uh, you know, you saw like how quickly Harrison shut down. He was like, oh, you you have no answer for me. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm out. I don't need to talk about this with you anymore. What a shitty feeling that must be if your child visibly doesn't want to talk to you because he knows you're not emotionally able to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I felt that just in terms of like that must be a shitty feeling for Dexter amongst a million other shitty things he's done to Harrison. I was going to say because we just came from the fact that he didn't believe Harrison for not cheating on a test. Like... Yeah, so it's already he's yeah. already he's already in a shitty boat, and then this comes along. So, <clears throat> right, you know, and then like the morning after, he's just like he just goes on full on detective mode. Mm-hmm. You know, which hand was it in this and this and this and this, and he's he's in, interrogating him, which must be a shitty feeling as a child that your father straight up, you know, we're 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 a few, you know, the last episode ended with Dexter saying to Harrison like, hey. I'll have your back from now on. Um, and then like a few, a day later, he doesn't, <laughs> you know, um, may, maybe different circumstances and, and what? Well, that's because he was stabbed towards the front. He, see, he said he would have his back, not his front. So he got, if he, had he been... I never said I'd have your front. <laughs> I only had your back. Your front got stabbed. I'm not held liable. Sucks to suck, um, son. Now what happened? <laughs> Uh, I loved when Deb shows up here. She's just like, you know, Dexter is full on. There's something not right about this story. 
and it's it, it, it's mm-hmm. the first time it actually well first time it happened you know minutes later but i just took it as what harrison said to actually be true and then it's when dexter started investigating and whatnot but mm-hmm. deb says to him you know like dexter's like he's lying he's missing key details and deb speaking for us as the fucking normal citizens mm-hmm. hey when you go through a fucking crazy traumatic event People tend to fucking forget how it went down. N- not everyone's a fucking mental case like you are. And I just love, it's like, yeah, Dexter is an alien compared to how he deals with these things versus other normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, come to find out if this story is true that Dexter is sleuthing Harrison is just like Dexter. He completely made up and knew exactly how to do the whole thing versus what he told everybody. Which um mm-hmm. I was gonna say, which by the way, to get to this evidence and to come to this conclusion, we have another crime scene that's not being monitored by cameras that he's breaking. Hold on, into. I wanna get there. I, oh, I wanna okay, get there. I'm I just sorry. I just <laughs> I just there, there's there's there there's one thing Okay, I'm sorry. There's one thing I want to get to before that, but I am um, I'm ready to jump balls deep into that. Okay, okay. I just want to. I just want to mention the scene where Harrison visits Ethan, Ethan's family in the hospital. Oh, okay. And maybe I'll bring this up at the end of the episode, but I, I think I think I could get it out of the way here. Harrison, see, it's so funny because you, you we watch that scene and we think Harrison was a victim, but if we if we think what Dexter is saying is true, Harrison fucking stabbed this kid and then went to go visit him in the hospital for all the wrong he did. Um, See, well, okay. And that's what... The, this only came about the second time I watched it. Is, is he really going there to check on him to see how he's doing? Or is he going there because he's like, fuck, I really hope he dies. Like, I really want, I want to, can I, maybe nobody's in there with him and I can kill him. You know, again, there's nothing to point to that, like, at all. There's nothing to point to that. That's just kind of what's going in my head. The only reason that came into my head the second watch through is because of what happens with, um, and I don't know if you're going to get to this, so I'm sorry if I'm jumping to it. Whenever Dexter and um, Angela are talking, and she's like, "Oh, well, he said that this is what happened, and he's going to do, and you know, do you want to press charges? You may want to get an attorney and stuff like that." Is this going to come back? Is this going to be an actual key story later on this season, where Ethan is like, "No, this is what happened. Like, look, look at where my leg was cut. This is what's going on." Is is this going to be a bigger issue than we think? Or is this a, hey, next episode, we're not going to care about the school stabbathon? You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm actually kind of curious where this is going to, like, go to. So, obviously, I'm not involved with this show, but if what I think, if I had to predict, because they did mention in the episode, you know, they say, hey, we're not charging Harrison with any criminal charges. Mm -hmm. We went to Ethan and Ethan said, Harrison just stabbed him out of nowhere, but that doesn't make sense. And they have all of Ethan's surroundings. That Mm -hmm. he was bullied. He wants to shoot up the school. He has all these drawings. Kill list and all of that. Yeah. 
So I think this show is just going to let Ethan, quote unquote, go down the river, and we're just going to keep swimming along with okay. Dexter and Harrison. It's not to say you may be right. This, you know, someone may be like, "Hey, none of this stuff matches." Some of somewhat of a nitpick I had what the episode was like. Hey, how come Dexter is the only one? And we're going to talk about the scene, but how come Dexter is the only one to figure out none of this makes sense? And yeah, where's, just sort where's of, Darian like, at? Like, if Darian can't read, he can read snow prints and shit like that, but he can't read this? <laughs> or Damien, is it Damien? I think it's Damien, sorry. But he can't read that shit? Like, really? You can't bring him in for this? Okay. I think, I, but see, here's the thing. Here's what, here's where I'm trying to be less, I've been trying to be less of a nitpicker uh, for the entire hundred run episodes of this podcast. I think, one, it's a small town. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that sort of stuff. And then two, okay, but what you, this show is trying to tell... Uh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish your thought. I don't want to be that guy that's interrupting. So, And then two, there's no reason to believe Harrison is lying. We have all this proof that Ethan... And he has all the guns in his house. So there's all the proof in the world. It's, it's, it's almost the perfect crime. Because Ethan is so red sign flashing red lights guilty that Harrison's story makes so much sense that it would, would never it would never occur to anyone to hey let's check out Harrison's story is the way I'm thinking the show is telling us why we're not going to see this there's a there's a million and one holes to to pick in it yeah I, I don't want to be I, I don't want to be I, the person that's doing that yeah. I am I am Dexter I am following the code I am. We're in a world where there's no security cameras. The heat thermals have blind spots, and I'm okay with all of that. I'm okay with it. I just look at it as, and this is where I'm. I, I'm gonna nitpick the a tiny little bit. I'm again. I say that this is still better than the most average of Dexter prior to this. So forgive me for nitpicking a little bit, but you brought out a forensics expert for a dead deer. But a kid gets slashed and another kid gets stabbed in the high school in this small town. And you can't bring out a forensics expert for that. Again, like what you're saying, he has guns all over the house and stuff like that. So I'm going to I'm going to go with I'll go with it. It's yeah. Yeah. And and, and the at least if I'm trying to explain more of the episode, the vibe I got from last episode was like, hey, we need the big guns here. Let's get the dogs. Let's get Damien. I don't think this is viewed as, hey, let's get the big dogs here. Like I said, we're looking at it as if like, hey, Harrison could have dark tendencies. Dexter. Dexter is the one who figures it out. Whereas everyone else is like, Ethan was going to fucking shoot up the school. Mm-hmm. Harrison's a hero. That's why everyone's looking at him like a hero. Now, to be fair, I still think that Ethan was gonna probably do that like i still think that he was possibly yeah i think that there was still a a a possibility that he was this horrible guy that was potentially going to be doing some extremely horrible shit so i do i it's not like you know yeah yeah and and like same thing same thing like roxanne saying in the chat this is also a world where if you're running errands you could pick up your dry cleaning you could do Grocery shopping, you could creepate down at the local incinerator. So, like, I get it. I forgot I got know? grandpa in the back seat. I could throw him in. Yeah, I just in, in between. I can't be late for my you know two thirty yoga. <laughs> that's, very, I, that's very true. That's very true. I legit 
Watch this episode at 12 o'clock midnight. So this scene probably happened around 1230. Legit. Laughed out loud by myself in my house. When Dexter goes to the crime scene, opens the door, and just lifts the, the <laughs> Do Not Cross tape. I laugh because one, it's just fucking hilarious. Two, they're not even trying. And I no. appreciate that. I appreciate. You know what? Don't don't tell me we have to wait for the blood spatter analyst to get here to knock out the painting that Travis Marshall did of Dexter. Just fucking walk right in. Don't have it. Just give it to me like I mean, to that be fair, so what, I can what, what, fucking just move on. How many full-time employees does this police department have? Three? So, I mean, to give it some credit, it works. I mean, what are they going to do? Have a cop sitting in front of the, the school 24-7? 100%, 100%, and also, like, yeah, of course we leave the blood there. We don't clean up. This no. is Iron Lake. We don't clean up. We just leave the blood there. Dexter, you want to walk into a school after hours? Go ahead. And I'm okay with that. We'll get the janitor okay. on Monday. Totally... He'll come in and take care of it. <laughs> Unless he calls out sick. We don't know. <laughs> Dexter, this is where I'm such a repeating machine at this point. I love Jennifer Carpenter. I think she is by far stealing this season away from what, you know, the show's called Dexter New Blood. In my notes, and, exactly that. And, and you would think Dexter, Michael C. Hall is the main attraction. Jack Alcott, who's Aris Harrison. Any scene Deb's in, like, I'm already paying attention. When Deb shows up, I am... My house could be on fire. I am watching what Deb does on screen because it is. It almost makes me. I wish they would have killed her in an earlier season. So this is what we would have gotten. This version of Deb. It would have been a way different show, but just just amazing. Like again, I, I it's it. I'm terrible. Like I'm terrible at repeating myself, and again, she's she's scene stealing. It's it's. Again, I'm repeating myself. It makes me mad. She was so underutilized in the eight season run. I have if it. This is the Deb. If this is the Jennifer Carpenter we could have gotten, mm-hmm. what a waste! What a waste of her <laughs> fucking saying stupid curses and falling in love with the next cop who shows up and getting fucked over by every male. Let her be this fucking crazy psychotic version of Dexter's head. It it, it like it makes me so happy, and it makes me so mad. Of the eight seasons we got of Jennifer Carpenter, no, like again, because season eight, I think we've all like we've all come to agree it. The one saving grace of season eight was was Jennifer Carpenter. So, well, season seven and season eight, like those were like she is what basically kind of saved those seasons. If it wasn't for her, fuck that, it would have been people would have stopped watching and everything. I feel like at that point, because especially when we went back and you analyze it from a podcast perspective. She wins. Like, without a doubt, those seasons, she's some of the best things, especially season eight. That is some of the best that we get from her. This season, again, in my notes, my one, two, three, my fourth, no, sorry, my third note in here, once again, dot, 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 Jennifer Carpenter steals every scene. I'm repeating it the same thing, but the reason I think we're repeating this is because she is doing such an amazing job. Like, 
And it's everything. It's everything about her scenes, though, too, because one of the things that I I love about her scenes is they're not real. Like, there's so many unrealistic things about it. Like, whenever Great she's point. like, when, 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 when she's marking out, like, um, um, uh, Kirk, Kirk is going to jail, and she marks, like, the prison lines in front of him, but then it, like, disappears when she marks him back. I was like, that's freaking amazing. Like, they're doing these cool little random things when he stabs himself, and then the blood disappears and stuff like that. We've never had that with Dexter. Like, they've done, like, the weird things in his head where he can see stuff and things like that, but not like this. This is a whole other thing, but it's it's only when it's her ghost or whatever you want to call it is in his head. And this is way better than Harry. And I, I say this from somebody that when it was first announced that she was essentially taking Harry's thing, or I don't even know if it was officially announced, but when it was talked about, everybody was like, I'm pretty sure she's taking Harry's spot and we're not going to get um, uh, James. It's, it's James uh, Rayner, right? That's who is Harry. Isn't that his name? I'm horrible. You with go. Don't, don't 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 you dare get the name right. Go yeah. Ahead. Anyways, with Harry James Remar. 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 Okay. So uh, James with Harry's great. Like, and I was like the I was one of the people in. I was like, man. I was like, but what? How can you really have Dexter without him? Now I feel like an asshole because I'm like, no, she's better. Like. Dude, fuck, like, fuck Ghost Harry. I don't care about him anymore. This is what we should have had from the beginning. We should have had her alive season one. She gets killed off. And then this is his ghost for the next seven seasons. Amazing. It would have been fantastic at that point. I wonder if you go back and you really add some levity to the entire show. And you, you know, a lot of people think the height of Dexter was season four. Imagine Trinity killed her in season four. And that season five where we thought we were going to get this crazy Dexter enters this Deb. I can't help but think they are all kicking themselves for not doing this earlier. Oh, I'm sure they um, are. To to your point, when you said like none of her scenes are real, someone said it in the chat last week and I can't not help see it now. Uh, my background when they're recreating that season one, end of season one where... It's like, what do you what do you want, Dexter? You want everyone to fucking think you're a hero? And we get this quick little, yeah. It's like what four, five seconds maybe, and they're all cheering Dexter the same way we saw at the end of season one. Very six feet under, mm-hmm. like whoever that was. Thank you for saying that because I would have never been able to connect the two, even though in the back of my mind it always would have been connected. But yeah, it's so every scene like you legit have no idea where the scene's gonna go because this happened this week. Remember last week she was putting fucking body parts in the in the the wood chipper the fucking <laughs> very the far, wood chipper very Fargo um, of her <laughs> whatever he says. Oh, <laughs> uh, the one the one episode where she's like she's making fun of him, she's laughing at him like psychotic. Like yeah, it's just uh, um for how much shit we have talked about and we have ragged on this show, I think it also deserves equal credit for how well they reinvigorated not only this character but this role mm-hmm. right every every season you have your dexter you have your love interest you have your villain you have the deb you know i, I want to say the deb role she played the same role but and then you have like the 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 second guest star who's going to factor into it somehow how they created they had the same role the harry role and inserted Deb and fucking just flipped it on its head 
to make it to the for the most enjoyable part kudos to them for like you know for we could talk about crime scene shit doesn't add up and whatever totally for everything for everything if for everything i'm gonna knock it i'm gonna praise them for for deb stuff here because just absolutely great um and then we see little by little that harrison's story does not add up even here when they're stabbing each other and dexter fucking slices her it's just it's all great shit um but even here deb's like well why would he do that why would he lie um and dexter's explanation of everything is so he could feel what it's like I want to uh, follow up on the chat real quick and apologies if you're listening on the podcast, but we're, we're talking a lot and then we have a lot of people in the chat. So it's, it's, I want to try and do a balance of both. Um, we're here. Lonesome ghost. I did enjoy seeing a different side of her this episode. However, we finally got to see some emotion from her during the stabbing scene instead of constantly yelling at Dexter. Yeah, that that's actually a good point. This, we got some more, we got something besides psychotic this episode or, or, threatening dexter we, we we saw some actual you know emotion um wow people are already saying hot that <laughs> i almost called that guy hot guy hot <laughs> guys that take i'll just say if they stick the ending it's my second favorite season of dexter i have to wait until like when i even when i watch these episodes as soon as we stop air as soon as we stop recording i always have something else i meant to say yeah that i always fucking forget um credit to jacob that is the one who said um, the six feet under thing. Yes, the ghost step is unpredictable. Um, yeah, uh, I'm with Jen this season. Uh, Deb's definitely the MVP. Um, all right. Sorry sorry for the podcast listeners. I'm just trying to balance both. And whew, where am I? We talked about that Miami. already. Later with ah. Angela. <laughs> um, Dexter and Harrison get a visit from Kurt Caldwell in the morning, uh, bringing Harrison a gift for being a hero. I think, and again, I forget if I read this or this was said in the chat, but Harrison being able to work a drone, someone said like, oh, that's going to come back in some way. And here we see Kurt buying him. I have that in my notes. I was like, this is the second time a drone has been brought in and both times involve Harrison. So You know what? What's I'm so, so glad you said that. Did you find it odd at all? Because Marissa did. She pointed it out to me and so did I noticed it too. I just didn't realize I realized it. For some reason, this is the first episode and they say it twice. Angela and Dexter say I love you to each other. Oh, I didn't notice that. No. They say I love you, and it just it sort of sticks out because it's the way the conversation ends. I have no thoughts or anything about it. It's just something that it reminded me. It's something it these, that's one of those things I would have brought. I would have thought in my head after we finished recording, but just hmm. wanted to bring it up. No, I didn't notice that. Uh, Kurt and Dex talk about how different Harrison and Matt are, um, how similar yet so different they are. Really good conversation, by the way. Like um, this scene, other than with Deb, this scene between them two is really good. I really, there's not a lot. Like obviously, it's just it's just dialogue. That's literally it. But it's really well it's really well done. I wonder if Dexter is paranoid or if he's correct in that, you know, because during the scene, 
Dexter brings up some information that he was not supposed to know, and it sort of sets off. You know, uh, same thing happened in the flashbacks of the season seven finale with Dokes. Dexter says something. He he repeats some line. Uh, it, don't don't jump over the fence if you don't want to see what's there. And that was something that was only written in this guy he's killed book. And Dokes right there is where he snaps on Dexter. He's like, you. There's no reason why you should know that you were fucking on this case. Sim, somewhat similar thing here, where like Dexter says, "Oh, Matt was driving the boat," and Kurt really quickly snaps and is like, "No, he wasn't. Where did you hear that from?" And makes him really suspicious. Dexter is able to somewhat throw him off the scent, right? Because he says, like, hey, he was a teenager. Like, no, he wasn't. Yeah, I know. I was playing dumb. But afterwards, Dexter says in his inner monologue, he was coming out here to fish, and I fucking totally took the bait. Like, now I may be on Kurt's radar. I don't well, know. He says he's, oh, he was looking for a bite, and I gave him a nibble. I think that's mm-hmm, what he says. Mm-hmm. Um. So, when we watch the show Dexter, we just assume everyone is suspicious of Dexter. Despite the fact absolutely no one was ever suspicious of Dexter. Um, besides, as we got like, you know, later on to the seasons, you know, and that's usually was the, the main, the guest star is the one who was onto Dexter. But I... I don't know why Kurt at all would be fishing for answers from Dexter unless he knows something that we don't know yet. I think that the show has given us uh, the only thing I want to add and, and whatever you're going to say, please, please say it because I'm I'm totally rambling here unless Kurt was coming to Dexter for information because he dates Angela. That's that's it's what the I think only it- other way I can. That's mm-hmm. that's how I interpreted it. Is it he knows that he's dating Angela? I don't think he suspects Dexter of anything. I don't think he suspects Dexter is is Dexter. Um, I don't think that he knows anything. He doesn't even suspect Dexter knows that much about what happened to his son. But he's wanting to more or less know, like, hey, I was lying to you about this uh, deep fake that me and my son were having, and what do you actually know about it? And I think that's more or less kind of what he was going about because you're dating the chief of police and she has to be on to me in some way. And then that was it. Like, I, that's how I kind of interpreted it. But. Mm. Yeah. And, and like everything else, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> there's only there's only so much we, we know and, and can can break it down. Um, <laughs> I enjoy her character, Molly Park. Uh, I forget what her actual name is, but I think in the show it's Molly Park. I, I enjoy her podcast character. I found it completely ridiculous she comes into the police station with a, a vodka martini bar. I was going to say with a full but bar. Like, <laughs> I know. I was like, you know she's what? She's got ice in it because she's like shaking it. I was like, wait, where did you keep this ice at? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> well, then again, it's like five degrees outside. So, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, something worthy of note that they were mentioning Iris a few times in the previous episodes and now we come to find out that that was Angela's best friend who ran away in turn let Angela uh, eventually become this cop who is going to be the one who listens Mm -hmm. Um, Angela I'm sorry Molly through her podcast is able to find some of these missing women and some and and some of which no sightings 
to be fair, like some of them, they have cited some, but then there's some, she's like, we, we, there's nothing for over three years on these people. Right. So there's, you know, and she wants to quote unquote, form an alliance with Angela slash Iron Lake Metro to try and find some of these women. This is another thing where we can start to go down the rabbit hole and start to have theories you know, because there's the whole, like, hey, a, a somewhat, you can take this whole thing as, like, she's here for other reasons. Maybe she's actually, she says she was showed up for the Kurt Caldwell, Matt Caldwell thing, but she's actually here for the missing women. Maybe she's actually here because of Dexter. You know, maybe she knows something. I think she was other dating Matt, know, so but having an affair with Kirk, and was also seeing, and therefore the baby daddy of the Olsen twins' dad, but she's also somehow connected to Dexter, and I can't figure that out yet. And that's why she's dating Logan, right? Yes. Yes. Mm. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So I, 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 I want to hold off on how how she's going to be integrated. At the very least. You, if you inject, put, I'll put it this way: from a uh, what do they call it? Chekhov's gun. If you introduce a gun in the first scene, in the first act, it has to go off in the third act. If you're going to introduce a true crime podcaster, she better fucking find out about the serial killer that the show is named after. About and the end. Fair enough. So I just hope she's not here for other whatever. That that's just that's that's the most I'll, I'll say about her her role this season. And maybe she helps find more of these missing women. Great. The episode sort of ends, and I enjoyed it. Where there's like this quote unquote pun intended Trinity montage. We have Kurt. And his dealing with the, the the young woman from the rest stop. Dexter searching Harrison's room for answers. And Logan speaking to the kids of Iron Lake who were going to be on the kill list. First, to tackle the Kurt part, we kind of see, you know, we had questions like, hey, how in the hell, once you once that woman left the, the room last episode, like, hey, how did this all, how did she get there? Why did she have champagne and strawberries it's not a hotel if we're to believe what we saw this episode is kind of how it happens these women need money kurt is able to help them i have a place for you to stay things go sour um something i was wondering and i guess she kept asking for money this young girl at the restaurant and i guess it was this restaurant at the truck stop yeah yeah, it's like the uh, it's called the the fill uh, the the fill up or the fill in station or something like that. Yeah. Oh, and I think that's like what we see in the first episode when Harrison gets off the bus because we see Caldwell, whatever, like mm-hmm. fucking gas station, whatever. So I guess that's his whole thing. Um, part of me was like, hey, why doesn't he just buy the fucking bus pass for the girl and stop messing with her and give her money because she clearly can't be trusted? I actually thought that. And then it's like, well... Yo, you thought that too? Yeah. I was like, you know, wait, what is he, like, he going to um, do this? And then I was like, oh, wait, because of course, never mind. <laughs> right. 
You know, if you, if someone says, hey, I need money for this, well, then buy them that and watch how quickly they don't need the money anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, I you know, I have to buy it myself. Okay. Um, then we see how, and again, all of this is intercut with each other. You know, in between the scenes, it's it's Kurt driving. And we see, we see the house from the last episode, the little, um, what do you call that? Bunker? Bunker exit? Escape hatch? Yeah. Uh, uh, Whatever basement. that term is. I would call it a basement, but I mean... It's the north. I live. You and me. Well, you're New York, but I was like, I mean, basements to me is something completely different than up there. So, yeah. Um. <clears throat> so we kind of, and you know, as as the episode is closing, this is all, all a seller. Yep, that's a good. That's a good term for seller. Okay. Um. Brings this girl there, and I guess we'll see what happens there. At the same time, Dexter is furiously searching Harrison's room for answers because he thinks. Harrison is lying about what happened. All at the same time, it's intercut with Logan is at the the police from Iron Lake Metro is talking to the kids at the school. It's all the kids who were going to be victims that were on uh, Ethan's kill list. And then they let Harrison speak. I, for one, am so glad they let Harrison call the kids out Mm -hmm. of like, hey, you fucking idiots. The only reason why this is an issue is because you fucking bullied this kid. <laughs> I can't read the chat sometimes and fucking talk. Because I'm just reading in the chat here and that guy just says, Seller, I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It just it caught the corner of my eye. Oh, my God. That's actually really good. <laughs> You get you get uh you get one point this episode that guy that was fucking great, and just terrible timing. I just oh god, um, Harrison. I'm so glad they let Harrison say hey. Everyone's trying to fucking make Ethan look terrible, and he, I don't even want to say terrible. There's a whole fucking aura around that, but who's just as guilty in all of this as those fucking kids for bullying this kid fucking catfishing him and all the shit and like what if harrison never showed up you're talking about a possible fucking high school massacre more so more so the point of the episode is not whether or not these kids are bullies harrison's speech you know we all have a monster inside of us and it's whatever side wins you know is sort of what we choose to show in we have a show now where almost everybody well of the three main characters, right? Dexter, Harrison, and Kurt, and may- maybe Angela, then we don't know about it yet. There's two sides. Kurt is mayor, unofficial mayor of the town. Also, he's fucking killing women. Harrison may have this dark passenger, and he's also lovable young Harrison. Dexter, obviously, we don't. Dexter and Jim Lindsay, enough said. Um, finally, after searching for everything, Dexter finds a scalpel. Straight edge. And straight edge, sorry. And is what do you describe Dexter's emotion here as he finds this? You take it as crushed at the end when he's smiling? I think it's more I think he's smiling because it's kind of like he knows that he was right, but I think he's also kind of crushed in a way. Yeah. 
I really do. Like I, because I think his he's been so scared this entire time about him having a dark passenger, and now he's finding out that he has a dark passenger. What I'm learning here is, as we're watching his show live, I think we are, you know, if we were in marriage counseling, we are very far apart <laughs> on a lot of things. I took it as Dexter is, he could finally, to go back to a scene earlier in the episode, Dexter couldn't connect to Harrison, just cannot talk to him. At the end, when he finally sees it, not only is he right, but he can find, this is, you know, uh, um, when, when, when Marissa ever wants to ask me about subwoofers and getting speakers in her car. It's my time to shine. I'm going to fucking school your ass, and I'm, I can't wait to do this. Harrison, Dexter now has something he could talk to Harrison with. He's he's on, they're finally on the same level with stuff. Like, I think it's it's probably one of the, one of the rare times we saw genuine happiness from Dexter realizing everything Dexter suspected about Harrison was true, and I could finally, Finally, I could finally connect with my son after failing miserable to do so. I have your back, not your front. Oh, dad, what did you do when you're really scared? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't even want to talk to my dad. Finally, I have something I can connect to my son with. Maybe. I, I, well, I guess. It's the just the way I took it. The only reason I'm going to, like, I, I don't want to give an answer one way or the other yet, actually, on this one, because the only reason I'm saying that is because of, like, the blood drops in the first episode at the very end, where it's like, what does this actually lead to? Is this going to come back? Is this supposed to show Dexter's, like, shoddy? Is he not shoddy and stuff like that? I don't want to give, I, I actually don't. I don't want to give a full answer on it. My initial, like, what I'm 80% or whatever you want to say on it is... He's smiling because he knows that he's right. That I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I was right. He does have a dark passenger. I'm right, but he's also at the same time like, oh my fucking god, he has a dark passenger. This is not what I wanted. Like it's a mix of the both. That that's that's kind of my answer to this. So, I agree with you. While I'll also say on the same side of my mouth. Dexter, see, this was kind of true season one, Dexter. I don't know if it's exactly as much true now, but um, I'm going to try and spin it to make myself sound right. Dexter is also emotionally immature. Um, You know, I always described at least early seasons of Dexter. I like, you know, he's like a, a little kid with ice cream. Like the first thing he thinks, yes, you know, that's what I want. The first thing, you know, someone next for me. Oh, my God, I'm guilty. That's it. Everything is over. Oh, they just wanted to call me in. I think Dexter at the surface is like, yes, finally, my son's just like me. I can coach him. More realistically, overall, a more mature person. This is a huge problem. I never wanted to pass this on to my son, but I think his first emotion that showed up was like happiness, you know, um, so I'm I'm sort of agreeing with you. I, I think I think we're somewhat 
we're on we're, the we're, same page in the yeah. same book, just on different pages in the same book. <laughs> there you go. That's I think that's more what is, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, when I when I first, it, it's credit to Michael C. Hall because we're only talking about a few muscles in his face, and we could have a, an entire discussion about just that reaction he has. Um. I will say Deb is somewhat crying in the background while Dexter is smiling, so there's that. I hate to keep saying it, but we'll see. You know, where we got we got six more episodes to 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 flesh this out. I yeah, I think and I'm willing to bet on this. I think we get the John Lithgow scene next week. I think he finally shows up. Yeah, I was kind of surprised it wasn't this episode. Same. When um, yeah. when Kurt was walking... I think before you got on, I was talking with the chat about how Kurt just reminds me of Trinity. And I think it's just... And maybe you were here for that. The same way, just because he's a big, white, lumbering, old man, the same way if there's a black, muscled bald cop on the show I'm gonna think of Dokes and I thought as he was walking away I thought like Trinity was gonna turn the corner and start talking to Dexter about parenting and all this shit um, I, 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 I shit you not I shit you not when he was shit, walking shit away, on me <laughs> when he was walking away cause he has um like a limp, like a little bit of a limp, yeah. right? And I was like, okay, that's something in my head. I'm like, I need to memorize that he's got this limp in case like the shooting comes, shooter comes back and things like that, right? I was like, he's got this limp. But in my head, I was like, watch it when he's like limping. The first time I was watching it, right? Like last night, he's walking away. All of a sudden, Dex is going to turn around and Trinity's going to be standing next to him. And he'd be like, yeah, that, that arthritis is a bitch, isn't it? Or something like that. Because I could see that actually happening in this show. And I was in my head, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is how they introduce him. Is old age, an aged out serial killer. He's not on his prime. He's losing it. And this is how this happens. Because we still don't know who is his wife. Like, you know, we, we've already had this whole thing. of, And if they go with the exact same Trinity um serial killing like this age thing he's been able to do this his whole life and stuff like that i'm gonna be a little bit pissed off because i'm like you've already done this i kind of want them to go with a little bit of a different thing but i'm trying to figure out also how they introduce trinity because there's got to be a connection between the two at this point again so mm -hmm. no 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 go ahead, so go ahead. Yeah. if you would have if i would have paused if we were doing this live and I would have paused the episode as Kurt is walking away from Dexter after he gives him the drone. If you would have paused it right there and you would have said, do you think Trinity walks onto the set next? And we have our Trinity scene. I would have said yes, 100%. Oh, 100%. I yeah. really thought it was going to yeah. be there. As you were talking, I just remembered, and there are scenes in the trailer that don't show up in the show. In the trailer, there's a scene where Dexter opens the scalpel and he's looking at it and whatever. Whatever episode that was we discussed the trailer, I said there, I wonder if that's where the Trinity scene, as he's looking at the scalpel, he sort of... Oh, now, 
Okay. Something, something that I don't think I have figured out yet. When John Lithgow arrives, is it John Lithgow in Iron Lake as Dexter's ghost? Or are we in 2009 in Miami? And it's like a scene we didn't see. Yeah, that I don't know yet. I, I, right. I, I'm, I'm not even going to guess on it yet. I have no clue. I didn't even think about it until I was like, well, how is he going to look? Is he also going to look like a lumberjack? You know, is he going to, if John Lithgow going to have a beard and, and whatnot? Because um, we, 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 we've talked about this off air. John Lithgow looks a lot different now than he did in 2000. Well, ten, 10 years. Well, I, mean, years, I say that yeah. Deb, Deb looks identical. Holy shit. Look at her. Look oh, at her. She, right. But she's younger. Well, true. But she's young. She's younger, you know. But I feel like you have to work that into the show. You do in a way. You know, that's just my, that's my, I I say that, I say that though, because El Camino, that was my biggest complaint with El Camino. When you had Meth Damon and the way he looked and stuff like that, I was like, okay, like he doesn't even look the same anymore. Like, but that was a complaint on, that's a whole nother thing to talk about. So, so let me ask you as someone who hates predictions and whatnot, if I made you pick right now, do you think it's 2009 Trinity or do you think it's Trinity in Iron Lake. Trinity yes. in Iron Lake, and I think he's aged. I think they're going to work it in specifically to say that he's aged. I'm willing to go that specific on it. I actually think they're going to work I, him in, and he's going to sit there and say, you know, had I lived longer, or something along those lines. I, and I'm not doing this to uh, to just be on the other side, I think... It will be a scene we didn't see from 2009. I think we're going to get... See, now I'm getting way too predictions. Okay. I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's a scene from 2009. We're going to do another if, lunch bet? If, <laughs> no, no. I don't want to bet this because I'm not, I'm not confident at all. To, to, you, you say you're willing to, to say that they, they throw the age in it. Yeah, I think I'm so. going to say there's going to be... And I don't like to say this because it really makes me sound like negative... I think there's going to be some terrible CGI de aging. Ooh, if they Lithgow. do that, I'm going to that's be really my prediction. Upset. <laughs> no, and that, but you know what? That's, you say, that, you say that's that? me I being can, a. I could see them doing that in this show, and I really hope they don't. Ooh, I really hope they don't. It'll be interesting, you know. Um, you know, it does it. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, we could we could have mm. a we could have so many conversations about stuff we don't know about than stuff we do know about. Because obviously there's six episodes and we only have four episodes thus far. Very true. Um, overall, anything else about this episode? Stuff no. we didn't cover that you wanted to. Uh, what was the image of Um, no, 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 no. I think what we're finding is every week we're having different discussions. I remember we started out this episode saying I don't have much on this episode, and I didn't either. I'm letting you know right now, this is the longest episode of this season that we've done, and probably longest episode we've done without a guest. Holy shit, you're right. So I'm just telling you, it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting that we, I I, I went into it same like you, like, man, I I don't know if we have that much we're going to talk about, but, um, so it's just interesting, and I think as we get further, we're going to see the same, uh, predictions from the chat that guy said uh 
Trinity will just be his head on Deb's body. <laughs> if they do that, I'm gonna die. That that'll be hilarious. He's like he's got the hair um, and everything like that, but he's like got the sign and he's like, Go, I love Dexter. Some, go, go. <laughs> something something interesting of note, uh Lonesome Ghost says in the chat, episodes nine title still hasn't been revealed. Episode ten, the finale is Sins of the Father. Episode nine hasn't been revealed. That's something I think somewhat worthy. Um, let's see. Jacob says it's a... We're just going to see the kill scene, but from Harrison's point of view, that guy, a flashback. I don't see what Jen is. Jen's uh, Jen's flashback. Yeah, so everyone's saying flashback. Um, okay. But we'll see. I just... I don't. I Anything don't, I else? I don't think Go it's ahead. a flashback. Yeah. That's just mine. I, I, think, I think I'd like to see Lumberjack... Arthur. I think that's my thing. It's it's. I, I don't want to see a flash. I think that's more what it is. I don't want to see. Oh, a, I hear you. I don't. I, I don't want to see a flashback Trinity. I want to see a new Trinity, like one. Like I said, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see one that where it's like, had I not died, this is I would be in Iron Lake. I would be doing this. I would be in retirement or something like Ooh, that. Good point. Something like that. That's what I want to see. Now, will it be that? I don't. I'm. I'm definitely, same as you, I'm not going to bet lunch on this shit like I was the last episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah, that, that's just what I want, I guess. Let me let me say, uh, well, hold on. I got one other. This is Eric. I know he's he's um, been a few times. Harrison, flashback will be a recreation of Rita's murder and the death. Yeah, say so everyone, everyone's going to go on that. Something I wanted to say that I think next week when it happens, two things. When it happens... I think it's 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 one of those moments where I wish there was a camera on me just so I could see my excitement. When the episode <laughs> starts and they do the new version of the intro theme, right? Where it's just like 10 scenes chopped together within a matter of two seconds. Mm-hmm. In there, you saw the baby Dexter in the shipping container. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh shit, we're going to get into some shit. When they bring that up, we're getting into some deep Dexter stuff. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if next week in that same little short little preview if we see like oh, do we know for sure Trinity's going to be there cuz he's going to be in those uh, one of those quick things. Do you see like his face or do you see like his profile or something like that? Right. Ooh, right. That I wonder. Oh, that's a good that's a good prediction. Something the wonder, the Something wonder. of note, all of these episodes, when they do the previously on Dexter New Blood, they are using a specific song from season four of Dexter. They're using the uh, follow, following Trinity song. Excuse me, please. <clears throat> Last thing I wanted to end, I wanted to say, and then we can end this episode. Caught this post and something to keep note of. Every time the Dexter New Blood... Uh, Jen pointed out to me. Every time the Dexter New Blood logo flashes on the screen, mm-hmm. the word New Blood gets filled up with more and more blood every episode. Really? So by episode so by episode ten, new blood should be filled in blood. I'm not sure if the Dexter part is, but for sure the new blood is. I'm gonna check that out. So every Can- episode. So ne- next week Good it should catch. be halfway. Good catch. That's I, an I awesome didn't catch catch. It. I didn't catch it. Jen, Jen, you Jen said Jen. Good catch, me. Jen. Yeah. 
Um, that's because so interesting she's, to she's um, catching that because of her Harry Potter stuff. You know, the Harry Potter logo that the, <laughs> the thing changes like throughout the whole, every uh, every movie. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm and I'm I'm opposite of Roxanne. Roxanne doesn't want to see Naked Trinity. I want that ass. I want to see that all whole bear ass. All yeah. Mm. I actually. Uh, I just want it to be 45 minutes of just him <laughs> Anything else on this episode, no. Colton? No. <laughs> All right. We will talk to you next week for episode five, Runaway. Thanks, everybody. Life's a bitch and then you die.